You see, they're young, enter through the ears, and wrap themselves around the cerebral cortex. This has the effect of rendering the victim uh, extremely susceptible to uh, suggestion. Later, as they grow, follows madness and death. Khan, listen to me. These are pets, of course. Not quite domesticated. Khan, Captain Kirk was only doing his duty. That's better. Now, repeat after me. The ink is black. The page is white. Together we learn to read and write. I've got a feeling. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the... From hell's heart, Kirk. I stab at thee. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 150, featuring Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, with Kevin Lynch and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. And it occurs to me, since this is our 150th episode and we're doing exactly nothing to mark it... Oh, yeah! Maybe we should look back, and then I thought, no... Let's not do that. No, let's look forward. We're, you've been actively trying to keep people from looking back since we started this. Oh, line. you just wait. I, I bought a big padlock. <laughs> there will be no looking back any further. Get out of my garbage. <laughs> and that's what it feels like, too. It feels like the listeners are raccoons <laughs> who are digging through things that I've deliberately thrown away. That was delicious food at one point. Now it's garbage. <laughs> That is the best metaphor I have ever come up with. I need to patent that. All right. Put a lock on that, too. Podcast garbage. <sighs> it could chunk. The last 20 or 30 episodes, they're in the fridge. They're still fresh. Enjoy them. Good eating. Yep. Anything before that gonna is in the be, trash. Going to be good for at least a little bit longer. Oh, episode, what is it, 15 or 16, somewhere around there. That smells like rotten chicken. Oh, man. Yeah. The one the, the one not too long after that is like a gross diaper. <laughs> There's that time we tried to be super serious, and that's like, I don't know, just oh. somebody threw up right in the trash can. Dude, I don't remember that one at all. Good. Don't. It just, you know, everyone bow your heads and pretend to be serious. I don't, like, I don't remember any of them once they're done. I mean, we talked about that, but like... Well, I don't either, which is why, you know, and I've tried to ease up on this because people, you know, people won't tell me about the show because they think I'm going to yell at them. Mm. But it's like, I don't know what, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I wish I did. Yep. I really do, but I don't know what, what we say. That's weird. Like, I listen to Pa occasionally because, like, mm -hmm. I find those fun and, you know, like... <laughs> I'm funny and I <laughs> forgot what I said, so it's like new jokes to me. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's me doing it, so it's certainly my type of humor. <laughs> of course. Wow, this guy pushes all my buttons. <laughs> How have I not found this guy before? This guy's amazing. I wonder what else he's done. He made a webcomic? Huh. Wow, this is really terrible. <laughs> um... No, I I mean, I don't, you know, once I do them and edit them mm -hmm. and sometimes listen to them to make sure the edits came out, 
That's it. Like, I've heard them three times, and I don't want to hear them anymore. Yeah. No, I like I like listening to the old pause just because a bunch of my friends are on those. Well, that's fine. But, um, I don't know. That show, to me, like, I, th- I feel like that show's been of a consistent quality for a long time. Like, yep. whether you think it's good or not is, is not for me to say. But I think we've been doing the same level of work there for quite some time. Yeah, it's not like if you go back to say, oh, God, the one I'm most embarrassed about on that one is The Man Trap, where I was completely unprepared. I don't remember. And reading there... off of uh that's one of those one that's one of those things that I was so embarrassed by it keeps me up at night sometimes. Wow. Or at least I don't remember that until, at all. Or at least did until I started taking pills. <laughs> that's one of See, those things where like you're like, "Oh my god, I was so stupid that day." Yeah, well, I feel like that about every episode before about episode mm. 120. Mhm. So now you can understand and there are no pills to make that go away. <laughs> but there is a giant garbage can. Which I'm putting a padlock on. Deleted, deleted, deleted. (laughs) Now, what I'm actually going to do, this is a real thing that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we got some fundraising stuff in the works. Yes. Uh, It's going to be very cool, and I don't want to tip my hand on that just yet. It's going to be something where we're not just asking you for money. There's going to be something very cool you get in exchange for your money. Because I don't don't feel like just holding out a hat. I think that's tacky, Mm -hmm. and it's wrong, and it's just, it's not me. No, I've never been a fan of that. No, but... We got a really cool thing that will make it worth your while and, and worth your money and something you're going to want. Yes. Well, hopefully you're going to want. If not, um, well, give us money anyway. Yeah. But in addition to that, yeah, Emerald City ain't cheap, guys. Yeah. You can't see it, but point, I'm doing the finger rubbing thing. Yeah, we, we got to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in addition to that, what I'm going to do, and this is the thing that's going to happen, I this is my compromise. I will not delete the old shows. Fine. People want them. They want to remember, whatever. I am going to password protect. I haven't decided where yet. I'm not. I haven't decided where the cutoff point is. Maybe the last year. Everything before that will be password protected on our website. Mm-hmm. If you donate a dollar, you'll get the password and you can listen to old shows. Yes. The point is the real point is the serious point is I don't want new listeners wandering in and hearing something we did three years ago that isn't very good. No, if you're gonna listen to that old stuff, you got to. It's pay. because it's because well, it's because you've been around for a while and it's because you're a friend of the show. Yeah. Or you like the show. Give us, like I said, that is going to be the lowest possible tier, a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's not that I want to make money off of that. It's that I want you to prove <laughs> that you're someone who actually wants to listen to it and not just someone off the street. Because I don't want anyone here in episode one anymore. It's it was. Three years ago, it's terrible. Sarcastic Void, the mentally abusive boyfriend of the internet. Look, you give me a dollar and I'll let you keep listening to my show that I make. <laughs> Why do you make me charge you? <laughs> no, uh, I like the garbage on, analogy better. Yeah. As far as analogies go, it's pretty apt. I'm going to charge you admission to go in our garbage. Yep. I'm putting a padlock on there, but it's got a coin slot. Oh, shit, like the actual dump. Yes, you can go in and salvage stuff. Yes! (laughs) That explains all the seagulls all over episode two, because Dave was in the water with that shark. (laughs) Seagulls are just picking at Dave. Oh, fuck, I hate seagulls. I know. Well, they they are. They're in the sea. Like, but no, they're out of the sea. It's like they're trying to get away from the sea while still bearing the taint of the sea. The taint of the sea. (laughs) You know, not like the area between the sea's butthole and its dick. But well, that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, where is the taint? Like, the Indian Ocean? Yes, the Indian Ocean is the taint of the sea. Oh. But not the taint of the sea that I was just talking about, a different oh. taint of the sea. Well, I'm not sure which taint of the sea you're talking about. Well, the taint of the sea I'm talking about is the taint of the sea that affects, like, people that have been in the sea. Like, 
Oh, I see. The aura of the sea. Or like the smell of the sea that the lasts stink forever. Of it. Yes. The stink of it. Yes. I still like the taint of the sea better. And well, now we've said it 25 times. The taint of the sea is copyright, sarcastic voyage industries, 1990-whatever. 1990-whatever. <laughs> and this is why you don't remember anything that we do, because you don't even know what fucking century it is. 1998, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm late for high school. Yeah, I was going to say, you're in what you would call, like, grade nine. <laughs> oh, God, what the hell happened to me? I don't know. I'm, like, 24. I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... Where was I going? Oh, the seagulls, the taint. Anyone wants me, I'm going to be writing poems in my diary. <laughs> write Jonathan Livingston Seagull. <laughs> what rhymes with taint? What, write him a letter? Yes. Dear Jonathan Livingston Seagull. <laughs> how are you? Dear, dear I... J.L. Seagull. <laughs> how are you? I am in grade nine. <laughs> and therefore in torment. <laughs> no girl my, is ever going to like me. My hormones and undeveloped emotions are in constant flux and i don't know what to think <laughs> and you are a seagull <laughs> so can that, we make this work so that's gotta be rough right oh i wish i could live free like you what was the deal with jonathan livingston seagull i, I confuse him i have no idea if he was an actual seagull or like <laughs> yes he was a real life seagull <laughs> or like a dude who lived on the sea who owned a boat See, I, I always, I, I thought he was the bird that lived around the ancient mariner's neck, <laughs> but I think that's a different bird altogether. That bird rapped. Really? Yeah, he was the rhyme of the ancient mariner. <laughs> God, <laughs> I am so ashamed of myself for laughing at that. And as we all know, it's tricky to rap a rhyme. No, it's tricky to rock a rhyme, Matt. No, it's tricky to, it's, it's trippy, trippy to rap a rhyme. Rap, you don't even rap a rhyme. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Do you not know anything about it? This is like trying to. This is like trying to tell your dad how things work. I was listening Listen. to that trippy to rap a rhyme song the other day. <laughs> That's like I'm, I was. In, I'm, I'm down with the kids' music. I was. I was like I don't know, eleven or something when the uh, Run DMC Aerosmith version of "Walk This Way" came out. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the car listening to it. And it comes on. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, "Walk This Way." Yeah, where they take the original "Walk This Way" and they turn it into kind of a rap song. Yeah, yeah. The video of that is is the greatest music video ever because it is the first time, as far as I know, in recorded entertainment where someone breaks down a wall with the power of their rock. Ah, uh, that's always awesome. And they're, they're like, they got adjoining studios and they're like playing the rock and they're playing the rap and they both hate each other. Mm -hmm. Then the wall comes down and they go on stage together and everything's great. <laughs> DJ Gorbachev, break down this wall. Yes. And, and so that was, uh, that was good times. But the song came on the radio, and I was I was in the car with my mom. I'm like, I love this new song. And she just laughed at me. <laughs> new song. My mom was actually cooler than me is what I'm getting at. Well, yes. She she would not say trippy to rap a rhyme. <laughs> she taught me where Walk This Way came from. Mm -hmm. It came from those giant lips of Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, bore the taint of the sea. <laughs> I believe the taint of the sea comes from the lips of Steven Tyler. I believe that's probably true, and and uh, he's got Jonathan Livingston Seagull around his neck. He, he kissed the sea into being. <laughs> that is a myth that I do not want to read. <sighs> All right, and with that, it's time for some bits. Why don't you go listen to those for the 150th time? It's trippy to rap a rhyme to rap a rhyme that can fight crime. It's trippy. I'm going to push the break button now. Probably for the best. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> 
sarcastic voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. You may recall that our previous installment ended a bit bleak for the citizens of Paris, by which I mean they were savagely mauled by the royal bear. Admittedly, this is a level of bleakness you don't often see outside of Russia. But now, we jump forward in time 300 years to a much happier time, the Franco-Prussian War. And we find Napoleon III, nephew of Bonaparte, has led the people of Paris into being cut off from the outside world. They are under siege on all sides by both Prussian and German forces. So, uh, happier for a given value of happy. Welcome, mesdames and messieurs, to the Café Croquis. I am Jean-Claude, and I shall be serving you this afternoon. May I start you off with an appetizer? Oh, I see you have changed the menu. Oh, oui, madame. The invading forces, she has uh, cut off our supply lines. Uh, necessity drives us to press on with the materials we have available to us. But of course, as president of the Horse Eating Society, I like to do my bit too. There may be a war on, but this is no reason to disrupt our essential system of quaint outdoor cafes. Quite right. So, the salami de rat? This is actual rat. Uh, oui, madame. We felt this uh, rather neatly solved the issue of available meat and the constant devouring of corpses by the assorted rodents. Bravo, sir! That is the sort of tragic irony that we French are famous for. Indeed, sir. Oh, I see you are browsing the soups. Uh, might I recommend the hippopotamus bisque? Uh, hippopotamus? Surely we do not have hippopotamus roaming the streets of Paris. Oh, no, madame. Well, uh, not anymore. It's, it's only that uh, where the siege she has lasted a bit longer than we anticipated. Uh, we're just over three months into it with no signs that it'll be ending uh, anytime soon. So we are seeking, uh, how do you say, alternative sources of food. The zoo? The very same, madame. Why, just last week we served up Castor and Pollu, the only elephants in Paris, in a lovely uh, Bernese sauce. Well, once again, I must applaud the ingenuity of the French people in this time of crisis, where the tables turned and our great general, Napoleon III, nephew of Bonaparte, were to lead a similar siege on a Prussian city. I highly doubt that their people would think to solve their problems so efficiently. Oh, what is this? Zebra à l'orange? Ah, this is a magnificent dish. We start with the fine zebra meat, marinated in a tasteful orange sauce. Uh, one moment, madame and monsieur. The head waiter, he is beckoning me. Well, I must say, these desperate times have led to some very strange culinary alternatives. Ah, but my dear, it is times like these that call for innovation. Do not forget, until the great nations of Europe visited the New World, we did not know about the humble potato. Now it is a cornerstone of some of our most scrumptious dishes. You do have a point, mon pomme de terre. Ah, here comes our waiter. 
ourselves in Pardons, but I have been uh, just informed that we have run out of zebra meat. Our chef suggested no dish uh, not yet on the menu. Epelé, ifelé, de gardien, de zoubrés, sauce aux tomates. Is that filet of zookeeper with tomatoes? Oh, that sounds revolting. Please tell me I can get that without tomatoes. To stop smoking, or lose weight, or maybe you're trying to deal with a crippling loss. Whatever your problem, if it's in your mind, John Kinsey, expert hypnotist, can help. John Kinsey specializes in the kind of hypnotism where you're made to think you're a chicken. One session and you're cured! No desire to smoke. No desire to eat anything but corn. Not a trouble in the world. Just listen to these testimonials. Have a seat, sir. Now, how can I help you, Mr... Charlie? That's right. Mustache Charlie. Sir, before we discuss this paperwork, I'm going to need your real name. Oh, I get this a lot. That's my legal moniker. It's a family name. My parents were Mr. and Mrs. Tom Charlie. My grandfather was Adolf Charlie. And he... I'm sorry, did you say Adolf? Yep, Paris. Do you need that for your paperwork? Because it's with an F, not a PH. Uh, no. That's fine. So, surname, Charlie. Yes, sir. Boy, did that get me into a few scrapes back when I served in Vietnam. Still, at least it was friendly fire. Can't stay mad at something with the word friendly in it now, can you? Uh-huh. And your first name is... Mustache? <laughs> you got it. Granted, it was a name I can't have to grow into, but I'm pretty proud of my old crumb catcher now, if I do say so my own self. Yes, it's a very nice... Good Lord! Looks like large sections of your mustache have been burned off. Oh, Dad, that's just a little singeing from the tiny grease fire we had earlier. I see here that your headquarters location recently exploded. Oh, that's a bit of an exaggeration. That's the grease fire we was just talking about. No big deal. Well, sir, looking over the photos in this insurance report dated February 13th, 1996. It sounds like a pretty big deal to me. It looks like you stored several chemical oxygen generators. Is that right? That's right. Near some highly flammable jet fuel. Sure. If it's good enough for my pals at Value Jet, it's good enough for old Mustache Charlie. I, I, uh, I don't even know where to begin here, sir. Never mind why you would have any of these items in a family restaurant, or why you would want to store them together, or why... You know what? No. Never mind it all. Okay, then. Mr. Charlie? Oh, call me Mustache. Mr. Charlie, if this incident were the only one on record, I might want to delve into the particulars, but this file, these three very full files detail a seemingly endless pattern of mayhem, carnage, and wanton disregard for public safety. Oh, we've had a patch of bad luck from time to time, that's for sure. But like my old ma used to say, when life gives you lemons. Mr. Charlie, in the 15 years you've been in business, you've lost nine entire franchise establishments, rebuilt your flagship store 
12 times, and you've been under investigation for literally dozens of allegations of food poisoning, mishandling of ingredients, poor choice of construction materials, and apparently one incident involving a small retirement party being disrupted by, let me make sure I have this right. Yes. A live shark! Oh, yeah, that was a head-scratcher, that one. Sir, life is not giving you lemons. Life is giving you a Costco-sized bottle of cyanide pills. There is no form of sweetened drink you could possibly make to soften the blow of what life is giving you. Cyanide pills, eh? That reminds me of the time in the mid-80s when we gave away free Xidrin with every purchase over $10. Why was our face red right over that one? Mr. Charlie, I'm not a superstitious man. I'm not particularly religious. But one cannot look over this incredibly lengthy document of evidence and not think that you have, in some way, been cursed. I'm not saying that we haven't had our downs as well as our ups, but I've got a plucky spirit, a can-do attitude, and a heck of a lot of gumption. And I'm determined that if you approve me for this loan, I'll have the old girl up and running again in no time. I can't even imagine how we're even still having this conversation, but... All right. Indulge me. If you were to get this loan, what would you do with the funds? Well, I'm thinking about pulling up stakes and rebuilding someplace in the southwest. Littleton, Colorado looks real nice. We've lined up a promotional deal with several promising dat cams. Netscape, Alta Vista, Hatbat. The internet looks like it's going to be a pretty big deal, you know. That's what George Magazine says, anyway. Indeed. Sir, I'm sorry, I cannot in good conscience grant you this loan. I'm actually hesitant to let you leave this building and turn you back on the outside world. Ah, well, them's the bricks. Que sera, I thank you for your time, sir. Mm. Oh, there's uh, one more thing. Yes? I was hoping I could trade my folded money for a bunch of those Sacagawea gold coins. I have a feeling those are going to take off in a big way. Hey Jim, what you up to? Ah, to write, I am Big Pentameter. Why on earth are you wasting your time doing that? Because it's hard and not because tis not. Are you still talking about the writing? To bed we climb and make the two back beast. Again? Oops, Kimber's Poopanoo has found a strang. Hee-haw! I'm off. Will you be okay? Yeah, sure, I'll just be here watching the football. Oh, come on! That was a foul! Foul! Christopher Walken! I'm not walking. I'm merely inside his body. Because you pointed out a foul the referee didn't see, in the comfort of your own home, I'll wave my magic wand... I make it a penalty. Wow, thanks, Mr. Walken. No problem. You see, now, it's not completely pointless and stupid to shout things at people on the TV who are hundreds of miles away. Also, here, when you wear this jersey, your team will win. Wait, did you have this up your ass? Don't ever take it off. Thanks! This is the moment we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Our artificial intelligence tournament is down to two final contestants. 
from Silicon Valley, a big round of applause for Cleverbot. I was the unequal. And from Cupertino, California, it's Siri. I don't know what that means. If you like, I can search the web. Remember me? I report you on space. No, you didn't. And you didn't use any damned encyclopedia either. It's 2012, for Christ's sake. Just steal the thing off the internet and come to dinner. You're not my real dad, disembodied voice. Actually, I am. And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Last time, Nick discovered the existence of Russell Brand, which, admittedly, can be a pretty heavy blow even to people who aren't raving loons. We join him now in the back seat of his diamond-encrusted Rolls-Royce. Faster, Willikins! Drive faster! We must arrive at the BBC before half three! Sir, this isn't a horse. Kicking the seat will not result in a greater vil- Wait, why half three? Why, why, why? You might as well ask why a Kestrel can't mate with a Badgie. Or why I can only get one in six of Joe Brand's references. Or why someone is going to toss my vast fortune into a furnace when I die. And by someone, you almost certainly mean me. Oh, no. I've got big plans for my death. I intend to be stuffed and set on a Chesterfield in the grand tradition of English bears. I cringe to ask, but what shall become of me? Oh, what do you think I'm going to be stuffed with? Much as this raises the question of what will happen to your organs, sir, I feel we must press ever forward. You do realize, of course, that your fortune, like energy, cannot be destroyed per the royal law of conservation of wealth. What? I'm the lord of my pounds and shillings, and they'd better bloody well do what I tell them to do. Sir, who are these they to whom you keep referring? Surely you don't expect the actual pounds and shillings to leap into the fire of their own accord. Don't be ridiculous, Willikins. Inanimate objects can't move around on their own, not unless Angela Lansbury's around to cast a spell on them. Well then, he asked, knowing full well he would regret the answer. Who are they, sir? You know, them. The people that what toss money in furnaces and give mansions to cats and other such sundry lost will and testament rubbish. Barristers, I expect. How should I know? I'm actually not entirely sure the world continues to exist after I die. I'm amazed that any other thought even crossed your mind in the first place. But no, sir. The ancient and stiflingly binding traditions of English estate law demand that your fortune, your holdings, and your titles pass to a variety of sundry heirs, counter-heirs, co-heirs, and, I believe, mecha-heirs. Willikins, you're not making a bit of sense. It's a rather complicated state of affairs, sir. No one person fully comprehends exactly where, how, or precisely to whom your various items, both physical and abstract, pass. All I know for certain is that you can't legally order your money destroyed any more than you could leave it to your little dog. What, little Willikins? Indeed, sir. Where all? This won't do at all. What must I do? For starters, you should probably produce a male heir. Though that's only the first in an elaborately lengthy process of determining the endowment of your entitlement to the royal endotitlement for Her Majesty's entranglement of the upper class enticement. Cool, that's a bit muddled, isn't it? A male heir? What, you mean? Kiss a lady. At least, sir. Well, I can stop this car at once. Well, this is just lovely. That maneuver caused us to lose a tyre, sir. 
That doesn't sound lovely at all. Wait, Tick, did you just pronounce tire with a Y? Of course, sir. This is, after all, England. Oh, so it is. I'd forgotten for a moment there. Will Nick produce a male heir? How is this even a question? To get the answer to this, which is quite obviously no, tune in next time for The Adventures of Nick and Willikins! Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I'm trying. I keep waiting for one of those long pieces, but all I'm getting are squares. Hello? Spider-Man Industries? Spider-Man speaking. Why, yes. I do have a picture of myself on the wall. Play right side. Here, buddy. You know where the airport is? What? I know. In this technological wonder age, you think my sat-nav will be able to find it. But it's not working for some reason. Yeah. How's that you even get a car down here? Not long as this is a mine, right? This is your property? I didn't see any sign. Did you, honey? No, she didn't either. No, you don't understand. There's hundreds of feet below the surface of the earth, in a car. Which that's just used to another Frank. You're joking. I didn't feel any bump. See? She didn't either. It's true. I didn't like to make a fuss, though. Um, I don't suppose you know the way to the airport. He's dead. That's killed him. You know, I was thinking, but no, it's down that mine shaft to the left, and then you take the first right, and then you go for a while into it. A new hit from Tams and Goat's Body, I Am a Feminism. play in the sun all day but they're probably covered in oil because humans are bad that's so sad 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 bad 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 the otters in the sea can look up into the stars i can also see the stars when i look up at night Unless it's cloudy Otters like to play in the sun all day But they're probably covered in oil Because humans are bad That's so sad Sad, sad, sad Bad, bad, bad La, 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 lying in the sun Otters can't see the stars And so can la, 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 la Lying in the sun Lying in the sea and lying in the sun My dog's nose is soft and cute And we're back, and Flonk is here to answer some mail with Hi, us Hi, Flonk for us uh and we don't actually have you actually don't write us mail like you used to did we did we shame you into that or are you just bored um a little of each we miss you flaunt come back to us uh let's let's not yeah, you really want to go down that road yeah let's let's yes. maybe not hit that uh, beehive with that stick 
I'm down for hitting the beehive with the stick. I want to see what happens. All right. Use stick on beehive. <laughs> oh, no. directly to Matt. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could give you his home address if you just want to start sending him letters. I have his home address. I sent him a postcard once. Oh, he right. Did. I still have it here somewhere. I would honestly love it, and we've mentioned this before. I would honestly love it if, if listeners would send us, you know, well, I mean, send us gifts and money, but really just send us questions in, in the mail. I think yeah, that would be delightful. Send us physical mail. Yeah. I would love that. I would love a bag of letters. Like, next time Matt and I are together, just dump out a bag of letters to read. Yep. Because last time when we did our live show, we had to print them out. That was I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, but that was, you know, I had to print them out and seal them in envelopes so that we could then take them out of the envelopes and read them. Yep. Here they are, 10,000 letters, all addressed to Sarcastic Voyage. <laughs> you want the courtroom next door. We're never oh. going to prove that Sarcastic Voyage is really Santa Claus. <laughs> Good. I fucking hate Santa Claus. He knows why. He oh, knows, Algar. He knows what he did. So you're not having a wonderful Christmas time? Uh, I am oh, simply not. You'll get nothing for but coal this year. <laughs> what the hell? Are you Chicote Claus? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas from my people. Uh, why don't we answer some mail, guys? The elves have a saying. <laughs> You can't see his face tattoo because of the beard. If you shave off the beard, it's there. Totally there. My sleigh is pulled by eight tiny ravens. <laughs> yeah, it's time for some mail, because if we keep talking about Chakotay, I'm going to murder you both in your sleep. <laughs> it could Why be worse. are we talking about Voyager? I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag. English Gav says, glad tidings to you all. The most excellent new XKCD blog, What If, recently covered what would happen if a robot apocalypse were to happen today. It seems the result is a minor inconvenience more than a widespread devastation at the minute. And whilst not as scientifically based as previous entries, such as what would happen if you threw a baseball at the speed of light, still an entertaining read if not thoroughly thought out. He missed out my own robot of death. Anyway, just pointing this blog out, if you or your listeners didn't already know about it, he provides a link, which we will pass along. P.S. Why didn't I have a question this time? Yours, Searching for the Graviton, English Gav. Now, I checked out this website before we uh, started recording. It's actually really cool. Oh, it's fantastic. Once a week, he takes on, like, a scientific what-if question and extrapolates what would happen. Like, what if everyone on the Earth jumped up at the same time? That was the one I was reading, and it, it's, it's great. Yeah. There's... <laughs> I, I love that it's like, well... What would happen? Now uh, I want to know. Not really anything. Well, and he takes a weird... Like, he never I addresses them. sense. If everyone's coming up at the same time, we all come down at the same time so therefore well now he didn't would be he, he didn't talk so much about that as how you would get all the people like where you would put all the people he usually mm. sort of attacks it from a weird angle and, and he didn't i don't even think address the jumping part he's like well you'd have to get them all in one place to really have any effect so uh connecticut is about the right size for that so and then he started measuring how how much space between people and the traffic and he just it's and get like how impossible it would be to get everyone home right because you know he does write a comedy strip like as much yes. as he's based in science there is a lot of comedy in there and it's pretty great mm. um that strip has been on fire lately like there's been a couple that have just yep. really blown me away recently i've always enjoyed it but mm -hmm. but you lately, know I, I really dig that strip yeah me too i don't always get the math jokes no, when I read a math joke, I feel like it's I feel like you reading Penny Arcade, <laughs> or reading uh, what, what's her name, uh, the, the chick who draws the fat pony. Oh, uh, Kate Beaton. Yeah, I don't I don't get any of that either. Aw. I'm well, not saying it's that. not funny. I just don't get it. 
Everybody there's loves a, the fat um, pony. There's a dude I, I grew up with. Like uh, we, we were like BFFs when we were like three years old. Uh-huh. Sure. And uh, he moved away. He's a professor now uh, down uh, down south somewhere. And he's got a math blog where he just like I was <laughs> bored, so I decided to start working on this theorem. God. And it's just that same kind of I, I, yeah. what's happening. Well, it's- I I have a friend like that, and it's always kind of cool. It, it's cool to know somebody like that, and you just hope they're not fucking with you, because you wouldn't even know. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend like that, too. He yeah. was a magician. <laughs> a magician? No, just a regular magician, which, uh, strangely enough, more insufferable. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I am going to say that uh, the XKCD guy, in this particular case, answered a thing about the robot apocalypse by talking about how low-tech most of our robotics are. He, ba- he basically stole my shtick. How do you guys remember way back in episode one of this very program? Mm. I did a little thing about uh, the Wii Fit being a robot and uh, what else? I can't remember what other examples I used, but it was all about like the the uh, low tech robots Fit, uh, that are shaming you. Yeah, but not just the Wii Fit. There were a few other examples and basically how how stupid and inept and low tech the the robot uh, apocalypse is. Yeah. So you know, I'm not calling him a thief, but uh, he's a thief. He knows what he did. I do hope that our mechanical overlords will consider that I got there first and maybe give me like an extra five milliseconds of life. No, they'll kill you. You will live longest of all. Something. Right. Exactly. All right. Next question. We're put you in our. We're gonna put you in our plant eliminating uh, uh, room. <laughs> plant eliminating room. <laughs> it's the room where all the plants are eliminated. Why obviously, what do they robots have against, are gonna need them. What do they? What do they have against plants? Well, they want to get rid of the plants so they can replace them with shiny things. Shiny plants? No, like fake plants that are shiny because they look better. <laughs> I'm picturing plants that are made out of aluminum foil like those swans you get at restaurants. Yes, they want to replace all of our plants with swans. <laughs> well, not specifically swans, just origami aluminum foil plants. No, no, they want swans. Now, Flunk, do you guys do, do that? They need to, do they know that? Uh, swans aren't plants because they are, you know, robot ro- robots. Jeez, they're they robots. Are robots. Like, <laughs> they, you think they would know? Maybe they just think all organic life is the same. We all look the same to them. Yeah, that could oh. be <laughs> robot racists. We got to get rid of all these swans. It's kind of swimming with them. Flunk, does does your restaurant do the uh, put your leftovers in an exotic uh, aluminum foil sculpture thing? It, no, you're thinking of a good place. <laughs> I was assumed that they would like wrap it up in like a I don't know a boomerang. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, or like a kangaroo or something. Yeah, we tried that, but they kept coming back. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking if you make a kangaroo and put the food in the pouch, that that's could be good. Totes adorbs. But yeah, well, well then then some cat's gonna mistake it for a giant mouse, and then you got a whole bunch of new problems. Yeah, then you got to fight off giant mallets and oversized comedy uh, mouse traps, and yeah, it's not a god good scene. forbid some paint falls on the cat. Jeez. Oh my god, you don't even want to get started. Oh poor cat. Okay, uh, next one comes from John Wiggins, and he says, "What TV cartoon is your all-time favorite? I.e., Ren and Stimpy, The Tick, The Real Ghostbusters, Shirt Tales, or Classic Bugs Money? It seems like those are the only examples you can choose." What's a shirt tail? Oh, oh, shirt tails were these cute little stuffed guys who their T-shirts would change depending on what they were thinking. Really? So, like visionaries? Sounds terrible. And they lived in a tree. Oh no, they were adorable. Whereas only, like, one of the visionaries was the cute one. It was like a boy band, right? Right, right. 
But um, no, there was like yeah, a little missionary toys. Those were awesome. Th- yeah, those like, were the ones with the, the holograms, holograms, right? Yeah. yeah, those were okay. Not gem. Were they the ones? Because the there was two hologram toys that came out at the same time, and one of them had like shields, and the other one just had like little like hologram gems. All I can remember that you, had the shields were the uh, Secret Wars action figures. No, you're thinking of Gem and the Holograms. That I was, do do that a lot. That was a different thing entirely. I prefer the Misfits. Their songs are better. I thought their songs were bitter. Uh, maybe? I'm not sure. Well, that's Revenge you're thinking of. Right. Uh. No, that's Cold. Oh. I thought, no, you're thinking of Gazpacho Soup. Oh, right. Or Vichyssois. Yes. No, that's a pig roast. Is it? Like with an apple in its mouth? Yeah. Oh. All right. And then it gets stuck in the drain and goes flying. (laughs) It's still good. It's still good. good. (laughs) So the cartoon that I'm known for, of course, I I love things that turn into cars. Mm -hmm. You guys know this. I'm a huge Turbo Teen fan. That's that's what I love, Turbo Teen. Right. If I'm not mistaken, that was like Jack Kirby's Turbo Teen as well. Jack Kirby's Turbo Team. <laughs> a kid Fuck that you, Stanley the movie. Yep, a kid that turns into a car. Yep. I do like anything with tails in it, though. Sure, tails, duck tails, mm-hmm. duck tails, Alf tails, tailspin. Yeah, tailspin. Tailspin um, was great. Yeah. The weirdest thing about tailspin is somebody watched the Jungle Book and said it's okay, but what if they owned a resort town? <laughs> what if they owned a pizza place? My, I, I, going back, I really wish I'd liked Tailspin more because I feel like I'd appreciate it more now. I honestly never saw that one. Like DuckTales, I was really too old to be watching, but I loved it because I loved the comics and I never saw like any of the Disney stuff after that. It was weird. Like uh, they, yeah, I was right at the per- at the perfect age for uh, for for all those, but for Tailspin especially. But and that theme song was just fantastic. And then you would just sit and watch it, and it would just be so weird because like Shere Khan was the evil developer who was try- always trying to take over the the business and oh, turn it into a mini mall. Yeah, they, they made him the fucking kingpin. <laughs> yeah. So he's the fat white guy in the white suit. Only he's a snake. No, 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 no. he was tiger. the tiger. Oh, and so he just he'd be wearing a suit because yeah, uh, you know what evil tigers do and standing and in front like, of a giant window <laughs> yeah and running his pollution his factory as, as uh as you know blue is driving a plane past him yeah god and then the little kid with like the the fan that he would stand on and and surf with the, the clouds and yeah, the airfoil what a great show I... there were dogs that were like evil fighter pilots yep i can't imagine why i didn't watch this show and they flew around in a giant zeppelin that looked like a buzzard and Bagheera was gone, and nobody ever talked about it. Nope. <laughs> like the two other Cinnamon Crunch Toast bakers. Yes. Yes, exactly. We don't it's talk about it. Chuck now in the, uh, in the room we don't talk about. Well, I actually was going to mention the Happy Days cartoon. <laughs> because who didn't see George Lucas's American Graffiti and think, man, that should be a cartoon. Yeah, it should. And the cool greaser guy should have a little dog who looks like, like a weird mole or a possum or something. Time. Now, let me ask you this. Did he laugh like this? You mean? (laughs) So, the answer is yes. Yes. So, Fonzie traveled through time. Laverne and Shirley went into space. No, no. No, They are in the army. Shirley went into the army. Yeah. Yeah. But Gilligan's Island went to space. Where did they go? Mork and Mindy? Because that's already a weird concept. I'm pretty sure they went under the sea. (laughs) No, that's the Snorks. No, but the Snorks lived under the sea. Mork is not a Snork. You're sea. thinking of Mork, not Snorks. Snork for Mork? Yes. All right. Next one comes from... <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> they oh, usually wait. do. Oh, uh, wait. All right. So Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, Fonz Hour. Yep. 
Uh, Mark and Mindy. Oddly enough, the Joni and Chachi, and and Blansky's Beauties, which was the other spinoff from Happy Days that nobody remembers. No, oh, did the Jeffersons uh, spin off of Happy Days, or did no, All in the, the Family spin the off fam- of that? They, they were, okay. Every show in the seventies was spun off of either All in the Family or Happy Days. Yep. Okay, <laughs> and they were all imagined by that one kid from St. Elsewhere. Right. Uh, it looks like Laverne, or Mark and Mindy rather were just doing their normal shtick. Ugh. They were just drawn instead. Because that would make the show easier to to pay some animators to do the same thing. I don't understand. Oh, why. here's here's something that shouldn't surprise you at all. The Fonzie's dog was voiced by Frank Welker. Well, of course he was. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were watching uh, Steamboat Willie recently, and I'm pretty sure Frank Welker was the voice of like the what was it the the parrot? It was the voice of Steamboat Willie, the boat. Right. Baby Frank Welker in front of a microphone. <laughs> no, I think he's eternal. I think as soon as cartoons and the need for cartoon animal sounds existed, he was there. Yeah, it's like the very it's first... Like, uh, it's like 40 years now. The yeah. very first silent uh, cartoon started up for the first time, and he just sort of stepped out of it. Yep, since before your your sun burned hot in space. I'm here now. He has awaited cartoon animal noises to make. Yep. Three cats that have been stuck in a bag. Frank Welker knows how to do it. <laughs> And the thing is, you hear that, haha, it's funny. But then, no, really, he will do the voice of an entire flock of geese at the same yeah. time. They don't have to loop him over. He'll do the whole flock at once. It, it's kind of unsettling. He's got one of those weird throats like the Tuvan throat singers have that he can, like, harmonize with himself. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. All right. This one comes from one of the mages. I don't know. Uh, crazy, I'm not crazy. They once locked me in a rubber room. A rubber room with rubber rats. Rubber rats with white coats. Rubber rats with white coats drive me crazy. Crazy, I'm not crazy. I think I got the inflection wrong here. I don't know. Mm, Sounds a little crazy. Uh, Also, what is your stance? Oh, God. What is your stance on Office (laughs) Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Or Office Batman, please explain. Multidimensional Psycho, the Horse Tamale King, a.k.a. Black Mage. P.S. Don't knock the peanut butter thing till you try it. All right, he was the one who was telling us to put peanut butter on our pancakes. Uh-huh. Okay, my stance on Office Spider-Man is well established. Yes. I now have to keep a War Atrocities Through History a Day calendar on the wall in the closet to uh, to keep me from laughing to myself <laughs> to death. I don't know anything about Office Batman. Am I missing out on this? I, uh, I don't know. Are, are I know you guys... There... No, I, I, don't, I know there's some kind of college humor thing that has just Batman... You know, just a guy doing the crazy Christian Bale voice. Right. I don't. I right, because that never gets old. They're in office. Right. Well, there, I, I, there's um, there's Bane as a telemarketer. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. That, that's pretty great. Well, it's Chris Kattan, so you know, let's not. Uh, oh man, he has a really good voice. I'll give him that. He do, he does a decent Bane voice. Yeah. Mm, okay. I do Rush love that voice. Uh, yeah, of course, it, none of us can do it. So, if if anybody can find cool. the, uh, if there's a Batman behind the desk thing, I don't think I'll laugh at it nearly as hard as I do Spider Man. But who knows? There's just that Spider Man ha- just has a certain look to him that just <laughs> is perfect. Damn it! Picture it right now. No, no. Nope, Remember, must... Al selling his service. <laughs> God, I'm gonna die. All right. Yeah, imagine the Green Goblin is coming to the store and he has a bad attitude. <laughs> Hey there, Pete. <laughs> I'm Happy Norman. Happy Pete Parker. <laughs> okay. I'm we right. talked about this. Peter Parker's never been happy. That's true. But maybe Miles Morales says. I don't know. We'll see how cheerful his girlfriend falls off a bridge. Or his boyfriend. 
Whoops. We don't know that yet. That's true. Snap. All right. Next one comes from Dave, and he says, Dear All and Matt, uh, how are you? I'm fine. In episode 147, you were discussing God's plan for the penis. This brings up some philosophical questions that I feel you are uniquely qualified to answer. First, can God create a penis so large that even he can't move it around on the board? Second, just how many angels can dance on the head of a penis? Eagerly awaiting the load of your sweet, gooey wisdom, not Pat Shatner. I mean, uh, not Blandy. Yes, Blandy. No! <laughs> Uh, the, the penis, like the large thing that just makes me think of John Holmes. Yeah. And, uh, if you don't remember, John Holmes was basically Kurt Vonnegut with the penis of a prehistoric dead thing. So that, what, like he had a penis the size of like a brontosaurus? Yes. Not a brontosaurus's penis. No. But actually a brontosaurus, which doesn't he even exist anymore. Penis. Yeah, I was about to say, if he had a brontosaurus penis, then he was a woman because he didn't have one. Yes. Well, he had no penis. What I do know is all brontosauruses are thin on one end. Much thicker in the middle and thin again at the far end. Right. And they have a brain in the tail. Really? Yeah, that's what I learned in uh, back when brontosauruses were real in elementary school. Huh. Stegosaurus has one, too. Yeah. I know they make great burgers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm told anyway. Yeah, oh, fantastic I mean, ribs. like, they're no, mam- they're no mammoth ribs, but yeah, they do all right. Yeah, but mammoth, you got to shave a mammoth before you can cook it. Do you have to shave a mammoth? I would assume the... the you don't would be have to, but appeal. if you want it, you know, because otherwise you're just going to have a big, like... Yeah. Hairy broth, and that's. I don't like. What if you want like a bald bra, or if you want a bald mammoth, go eat an elephant. Yeah, but they didn't have elephants yet. Yes, they did. An elephant was their sink. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Would you eat your sink though? Come on. I mean, if I was desperate, yes. Plus, it's probably clogged with hair, so you got the same problem again. You think? But, I mean, then the hair is inside and easy to remove once you've killed the elephant. Yeah, but you think Fred Flintstone doesn't like shed hair? Like you know. I think now, that Fred Flintstone is made of hair. No, that's Captain Caveman. Was yeah. is it the same elephant in the sink that was also their shower? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Working double shifts, it is a living. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that mean that the pig that was their garbage disposal was also the same pig that was their lawnmower? No, the lawnmower was a dinosaur. No, the lawnmower was a turtle, right? No, it was some kind of a dinosaur. It had spines on it. Or like spikes, like those spines. It could be a things. spine turtle. They had those back then, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or, Everything had a spine back then. Yeah, or maybe when he's done doing the lawn, he, like, jumps on it and kicks it across and uh, gets a one-up. <laughs> yep. Uh, as far as the uh, the dancing on the head of a penis, I think you have to have at least two. Mm-hmm. Because you can't... I mean, it, it, it takes two to tango, right? Well, yeah, and you can't penis dance alone. No. Well, I mean, you, can, you can. I mean, unless you're one of those Australian uh, penis puppeteers. Right. Which which can uh, harmonize with their, their own penises. Yep. And they make their penises look like an angel. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Now I'm... Oh, God. Now I'm picturing the them like... everything. Now I'm picturing them like pinning it up like a uh, like a dissection, and that's that's no good. Now I'm picturing an, a penis angel sitting behind a desk. <laughs> that was my least <laughs> favorite... Picture of a penis behind it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my least favorite episode of Doctor Who, The Penis Angels. Parker, get me pictures of penis angels. No. <laughs> also, I know there's an omnipotent, impotent joke here somewhere, but I'm just not finding it. We'll, we'll add it in post. Yeah, very well. You, you don't even know what that means, do you? No. What is it post? Me, it makes me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Very well. You've got post. Um, next one comes from Bob. Dearest Algar, in catching up on Sarcastic Voyage this week, I was incredibly pleased to hear that you did not get me the Grail Diary. I much appreciate the gesture, and in return, I thought very hard about not getting you Gray's Sports Almanac. 
<laughs> Love Bob. P.S. Hi, Matt. Hey, Bob. Well, I would have mailed the Grail Diary to Mark's brother, but he's an only child. <laughs> Any, anything to add to this? Uh, it was sort of <laughs> specifically to me. I don't know. Yeah. Stop getting your mail delivered to the show. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I got a shower here, too, guys. I, I got like six of your bills here. Bills, bills. Why do we keep getting Bill's mail? <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Dale. Uh-huh. Boomhauer. Flonk. Min. Scott Zioko. <laughs> Pat Shatner. I mean, Blandy. <laughs> Pat Shatner is great in the Hank Hill voice. Yes. <laughs> Pat Shatner. Well, here's my old friend, Pat Shatner. <laughs> I can completely picture him in that. Uh, Hope he doesn't it, talk to me about his penis. <laughs> about oh. his about his whatnots. <laughs> I can totally picture him in the uh, the the uh, Mike Judge animation style too. <laughs> Just standing yes. there, standing there in the alley with the guys drinking beer. Yep. Yep. Oh man, now I just want to see like the camera zoom in on Pat Shatner as his head sort of spins around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Uh, next one comes from Richard. Dear sirs, I am convinced that your podcasts have been at least 20% more entertaining after your recent break. This has cost me a marked decrease in productivity due to laughter exhaustion. Was there a revitalization in your creative flow, or am I just a sucker for all the penis-related blasphemy? Here's hoping it was the vacation thing. Good day, sirs. Richard. What a dong talk today. I, yeah, people are really into dicks. Well, the thing is, we record the show so far in advance, I think they're just now reacting to... Uh, to the Pat episode, the whole... Ah, uh, yes. What's that? His name is Richard. Oh, yeah. That means dick. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, it was funny until you pointed that out. <laughs> I don't yeah. know... I mean, it's not funny, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which break he means, but I'll say this for the record. Anytime we go away, the field of podcasting as a whole is vastly improved. Yep. Except we haven't gone anywhere. Aw. Yeah. Clearly, he's well, talking about the afternoon you spent with me, and that just made you incredibly more interesting. But right, when you were in D.C. for 20 minutes, and I bought you a horrible... Uh, a horrible sad cheesesteak. <laughs> sad cheesesteak at the post office. <laughs> oh. Which really, I don't know what we were expecting when we went to the post office for lunch. Uh, it, I guess a nice steak, but... Yeah, I don't know. Clearly, it did not work out well. I think you were expecting well. to fix it. <laughs> were you going with the whole steak envelope thing there? Because I think it might have been a little too subtle. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, another one from English Gav. We get a few stacking up from English Gav because, like, the last four weeks they were on the show. So he's not—he's not, he's not uh, old school flonking us. It's just—he's writing himself. Just dare me? Yep. <laughs> Looking forward to being on the show this week. Dear podcast, if my—if I may address the following people individually, and flonk, you're not on this uh, list. So if you want to go have a smoke or something. Uh, dear Dave, you recently asked a question about how best to keep beer warm enough to drink on Mars. I forgot to mention it during my guest appearance, but I suggest going to the Mars Equatorial Summer, where temperatures can reach up to 32 degrees Celsius or 90 Fahrenheit. Then give yourself the problem of how to cool your beer down again, which is where cave drinking on Mars comes in. Cave drinking on Mars is just that just that's a great phrase. That is a very like 70s album phrase. Yes, it is like a yes uh, album or like a. I don't know. I, I was thinking Bowie, but yeah, that works. Yeah, absolutely. Cave drinking on Mars. Cave drinking well, for on For starters, Mars. my name's not Dave. It's Flonk. <laughs> Second off, my name's not Flonk, so I'm not sure <laughs> where he's Dave going with Bowie. this. It's Mr. Lynch if you're nasty. Let the record show that none of us are nasty. No, that's true. And uh, good thing I don't like beer, so why would he address this question to me? Wait, what? That was sarcastic. 
Why can't oh. I speak today? I that don't know. Sarcasm. Sarcasmo? <laughs> I know. I Did don't you know fall into a me. sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> sarcasmo dead? <laughs> oh, no. sarcasmo is dead. Uh, dear Matt, have you located any Guinness special export yet? I'm still working on it. No, you're not. I am, actually. I want to drink some of that. That, like, thick, like, gooey tar beer? Yeah. All right. If you find any, let me know. Yeah. I'm willing to take the drive. (laughs) He is, too. He'll do it, and we'll drink it in a post office. Uh, Dear Algar, what is podcasting? (laughs) Yours, fellow recording your voice and putting it on the internet on a regular basis, sir. English (laughs) guy. Podcasting is that thing that we all do. Every person we know has one, except my wife, who's a big quitter. Vlog, you must have a podcast by now. I've got some ideas. Of course you do. Podcasting is the latest celebrity trend. Is it? Yeah. So we were like six years behind the curve, but somehow three years ahead? That's right. That, that's I, I find that's how we usually work on the internet. Yeah, that's about right. We got to the webcomics thing about 20 minutes too late. Yep. But not as late as everyone else. That's true. People are still making webcomics. We're on the cusp of being left behind. Yep. Oh, People who make webcomics and are basically just putting up a comic book page by page, you need to stop. Yeah. We had a guy like that on the on the old message board. We called him Innocent Boy. God bless. <laughs> nosebleed, nosebleed, yawn. God bless. Dear Alan Matt, what do you do if you go to a grave <laughs> and your girlfriend gets kidnapped? You go and get her. This joke is for about three people, but I don't care. And those people are on the podcast right now. Yes, they are. Podcasting is making obscure jokes to people and uh, not caring that they don't get them. Yep. Um, I still don't. I'm still not going to tell you what Star Trek is, though. (laughs) Uh, This one's from Duh, and it's it's the subject is another cheating song. I don't know if you guys clicked on this link or not. I made it about four seconds in. Uh, no. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I looked at it and I saw the thumbnail and I said, "No." It's something right. about smelling your dick. Oh man, I don't. Oh, I've seen that one. Okay, yeah. never mind. I but, I will put a link in the show notes for anyone who wants to look. It's another cheating song. Yeah. Oh my god, no, 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 no. <laughs> now instead, treat yourself to services selling again. Ugh. All right. I'm sad now. <laughs> Well, think about Spider-Man behind the desk. That'll make you feel better. Oh, Christ. I, seriously. Seriously. All right. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's worse because I don't know how to laugh usually. I'm not built for it. I've forgotten how. He's taught me how to laugh again. <laughs> this, Al, are you the bad guy in every 80s cartoon? Yes. I'm trying to tear this podcast down to build a youth center. <laughs> And yes, I got that right. That wasn't backwards. All right. From Nick, uh, Flonk Batonel. Shakira claimed her hips don't lie, but which part of your body is the least trustworthy? You know, Nick goes on and on about how terrible his questions are. I actually really like his questions. Yep. He gives us something to think about. I find the elbows extremely untrustworthy. There's just something off about them. Really? They don't do what you want, huh? No, they do what I want, but they're still not trustworthy. It's like they get up to stuff when I'm not looking. <laughs> like they break into the uh, opposing political party's headquarters and rifle through the files? Yeah. Tricky elbow Nixon. Damn it. Flunk, what about you? Uh, I learned a long time ago, do not trust my dick. He will lie to get what he wants. <laughs> Why are we talking you about penises again? All, 
make sure to run any ideas he has, run it past the brain first. <laughs> but that's a long way to go. You got to travel up Especially most of when your body. Been hanging out with beer, and they're like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." Uh, hey, those go guys ahead. Are not good friends. Yeah. No. Uh, for me, I don't trust my endocrine system at all because mm. I don't know what it is. That bitch will turn on you in a minute. Though. I I have absolutely no idea what it entails, and so I assume I can't trust it because I don't even know it. You can't trust what you can't see. That's nope. where cancer lives. Oh God. Well, thanks you know for that. Is, you know well, what I'm just saying? saying? That's why I can't trust it. Oh. You know what else is bad is the skin. Yeah, the skin is an organ. What's it trying to cover up? Oh, Everything. That was, that was terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> to be fair, that was Nick level terrible. That was that was true. That is there true. There you go. All right, another one from English Gav. Dear people of the podcast, Twitter and space exploration is already awesome with various spacecraft such as the Hubble, James Webb. I don't know what James Webb is. Cassini and the Voyager that's probes. The, um, that's going to replace Hubble. Oh, nice. Uh, and the Voyager probes past the moon. tweeting from space. Don't ruin the illusion for the kids. And now the latest Curiosity rover tweeting live from Mars and also having a sense of humor or with maybe with a U or maybe not. Uh, even better than this, though, the nicest rock on Mars recently started tweeting about the new visitor of his planet and even live tweeting the moment he got vaporized by Curiosity's laser. <laughs> great rig, great read, link supplied. Uh, space question. Which planet, moon, dwarf do you think we should visit next? ESA and Russia are shortly sending a drill rig to Mars. I think they should have sent one to Enceladus instead. Let's crack that bitch open. Yours in space! English Gav. Um, first of all, I just want to say how cool... There was uh, one of the astronauts was actually tweeting from space, and that's fucking cool. Well, they yeah. all do now. Yeah. There's... That's awesome. The only reason I kept using Google Plus after, like, I really tried to get everyone to Google Plus. I was convinced, okay, we'll all leave Facebook, and we all turn our desks the other way, and I'm the only one who did it. (laughs) But but the only reason I kept sticking around was uh, there's an astronaut, what's his name, Ron Guerin. From the International Space Station was was uh, posting all kinds of amazing pictures and videos and stuff from up there. That was so friggin' cool. Yeah, it was. And uh, that's the only reason I kept going back to Google Plus, because it was pretty much exclusively there. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, they're all on Twitter and everything. Um, why are we drilling for enchiladas? Mm-hmm. Where else are we going to find them? Yeah, we're running out. Are they in space? Is that where they're from? Our strategic yeah, enchilada reserve is running low. Oh, t- come on. Don't give me that enchilada gap crap. This That, oh, that may have worked oh. in the Cold War, but we know better now. Dude, they're dude, purposely withholding enchiladas to raise the, the price. <laughs> so you're saying there's some kind of artificial enchilada um, shortage? Exactly planned obsolescence what i want to know is why did that dude what's his name will dot i dot am how did he uh, get a song broadcast from mars yeah how did you, how the hell do you finagle that yeah i guess he knows oprah but that doesn't really explain it at all especially he set like, up the hologram version of himself so he didn't actually do it isn't yeah. he in like the shitty black eyed peas too I guess. I don't well, know. I thought i thought tupac was the hologram guy that implies that there's a non-shitty black eyed peas <laughs> uh, touche I I don't know. I'd want to go to like androgynous. Is that a place? Androgynous. Yeah, Riker went there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go there and broadcast sarcastic voyage from there. <laughs> Be the per- first podcast in space. Yes, because I want kids fifty years from now to read about us in history and say who. And this is and this is how uh, and this is how modern culture was killed by Martians. <laughs> or some culture someday could find our podcast and build their society around it. That's also true. Good that, lord. That's that would be fantastic. I know. Shitty, really shitty Star Trek. <laughs> so Voyager. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> People land on the planet and they all run up and say, how's your butts? <laughs> uh, so now we have some voicemails to listen to, which we right. will play thusly when I get to them after I push a couple of buttons here because I don't have them ready yet. And now here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Uh, in relation to your uh, latest episode, you're not supposed to have sex with chimps. Where was that in elementary school? So Pat wants to know <laughs> that you're not. If th- th- he's he's a little confused that uh, you're not supposed to have sex with chimps. But you're not. Well, yeah, we talked about this apparently. Right, right, right. The the AIDS thing. Yeah, I I mean, listen, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. It's two a.m. The bar's closing. You got nobody to go home with. <laughs> you've just watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> There's that lady chimp you've been eyeing all night, swinging on the tire swing. Yep. Now you get to thinking, man. Bet she could do some amazing things with those prehensile toes. Mm-hmm. That's why you never trust her dick. That's a good point. And you're just thinking to yourself, man, I could really go for a foot job right about now. <laughs> Except those are already a thing. Except I bet they'd be much better with ape ladies. Like, way better. Yeah. I honestly you, think... You'd be looking at a foot job that's at least as good as a hand job. <laughs> you're looking at a foot career. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one comes from DJ. Hey, guys. It's DJ. Black Mage, whatever the fuck one you think I am. Um, yeah, as for uh, peanut butter on pancakes, that may be crazy. But you know what? Try to take me away. One time. Yeah, that one time back in the day. And you know what? Yeah. You'll never have me, coppers. You'll never get me. No. Yeah, you see? Rah. No, they'll never get me. <laughs> they'll never get me. Later. Huh. Well, I'm glad to see that even he doesn't know which one he is. No, and not only that, but I feel like we've already covered this in text. Yep. He's. I don't think I've ever met anyone who is more determined to tell us that he's not crazy than that guy. I think he's... So- Anyone that else can't picturing... possibly be the words of a crazy person. Yeah, I think he must be calling in wearing a Napoleon hat. Exactly. That is uh, the international sign. Yeah. I, I do notice that he ended the thing with laters, which I, I don't know how many laters we're talking about, but if there's more than 12, I'm supposed to consult my physician. Three laters later. Well, he sent it a while ago, and now it's a couple laters. I, how, how long is a later? About three miles. Oh, no, that's a liter. Or 18 kilometers. I, I get it, so confused with the metric system. I thought it was kilometers. A decaliter. Yes. A hectare. All right, last voicemail comes from Shauna. Hi, Sarcastic Voyage. This is the Superior Zioko, live from Dragon Con in Atlanta. If Flonk, Laura, and Bigsby say that anything happened at Dragon Con, it didn't happen. It's a complete and utter lie. Nothing happened to me at Dragon Con. Nothing happened at the Drunken Karaoke. That'll be all. Well, I can't imagine this call swayed my choice as to who would be our male guest this week. Huh? So, Flonk. Yes. What happened to Shauna at Dragon Con? Well, apparently nothing. So, I guess I was mistaken. Nah. I guess so. Well, what do you think happened? Well, alright, so... Here's the thing with, with Dragon Con. I know you guys haven't been there, so, you know, no, anybody right. listening. Uh, like a normal comic convention, you know, you got your your uh, your your 
main floor mm-hmm. and uh, and the convention center, you know, your little side rooms where whatever goes mm-hmm. on. But that's not what what happens at Dragon Con. It's uh, you're saying it, it wrong, you know. Yeah, I know, but it's easier this way. All right, Dragon Con. Yes, I can't, I can't keep stopping and clicking every time. All right, stop and click. We can put it back in the post later, right? <laughs> in the post, yes. I'll stick <laughs> it in the post and send it to the gavs. All right. So side rooms. And um, so what what they do is uh, it's basically they take over five hotels uh-huh. and um, and it just goes on because it's a hotel. They don't have to close the convention center. Uh, it just goes on all night. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it was late, after midnight. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to Klingon Karaoke. Nice. Oh, which was a lot of fun. Do you have to sing in Klingon? No, but there were some Andorians that came in when we left. Oh, nice. Those guys. Sadly, uh, Armis didn't sing because I know how much everybody <laughs> loves when Armis sings. You, you, all you need is a couple of trash bags for that uh, <laughs> for that cosplay to happen. That uh, might be in the cards for next year. <laughs> hey guys! Well, at Emerald City, like last year, we did the original series uh, thing. I really want to get people together and do a next gen thing. That would be pretty freaking. So you, if you're there, yeah. you could do Armis. My garbage bags. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then. Uh, I guess at one point I didn't clap good enough for whoever uh, was just singing uh-huh. because a, a girl came over to scold us, uh, and she was dressed as chlamydia, I think. <laughs> okay, then. You sure she didn't just have chlamydia? Maybe. She was the living embodiment of it. And oh. Uh, okay, that's... I, I like the clever costumes, but I think that might be a little too abstract. And uh, she was quite drunk. I ah. believe uh, her friends had basically just sent her to the corner to be rid of her for a little bit, and then she latched onto us for whatever reason. Well, everybody wants to get rid of chlamydia, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, her friend dressed as penicillin kept on chicken. Nice. And uh, she immediately gravitated to the girls, because when, um, you know, you got me and Bigsby, and then yeah. Lauren Shauna, of course, was going to get more attention. Um. And, yeah, uh, she was really <laughs> into them. Oh. Dancing with them, kind of, like, laying out over Shauna's lap and just, like, gyrating. So, Shauna got... At uh, one point, there was a bear boob to the face. Whoa, bear possibly. boob. Oh, all right, then. So, Shauna got intimate with chlamydia, is what you're saying. Pretty much. You know her brother listens to this podcast. That's why nothing happened. Ah, no. Okay, so none of this happened. This was all. It was all play acting. We we're all in costumes and just having fun. Yes, it's all a big play. Yeah. That that you do for your parents, and they have a little program, and they wait for their kid, and then they leave. Right. That's what a play is, as far as I know. Well, I will say this: you, someone's finally said something that, that made me want to go to Dragon Con instead of PAX. <laughs> No, I, I would really like to go there someday, except it looks ridiculous crowded and you have to stand in line for a month. But other than that... Well, yeah. you don't have to stand in line, but it is super crowded. Yeah. Right now, Emerald... There's astronaut talk, and there is no, uh, there's no line for that for some reason. Oh, oh man. That makes me sad. That poor astronaut. Oh, the room was full, but there's just no line. Right. Now, I... good, because then you can see him. The reason that I like Emerald City is because it's sort of mid-level still. It's, it's crowded enough to be busy, but it's not, yeah. you know... It's not ridiculous like um, San Diego packed. Mm-hmm. See the uh, the appeal to me for Dragon Con is that it's like it's such a catch all. 
Well, yeah, they got a little bit of everything. In fact, they got stuff for comedy nerds there, which is what I would really want. They got the yeah, Venture yeah, Brothers I, guys, the MST yeah, guys. I had nothing to do with the um, with like the comics and stuff. It was mostly just Star Trek and space. We right. saw Jonathan Frakes talk like three times. Very nice. nice. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Uh, we keep I keep getting email um, inviting us to the Vancouver what the hell, the Vancouver SuperCon, the the MegaCon, the whatever. And as far as we can tell, we got the, we got our research department. Okay, we got Kim to yeah. uh, to look this up. Apparently, it doesn't exist. Apparently, there, there's no record of the company that sponsors it or whatever. It's this huge scam. A werewolf con. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ended up not being. Like not happening, right? I guess a cloud went over the full moon, and they they ended up not showing up. <laughs> Pretty much, it just turned into uh, into embarrassed naked people con. <laughs> but this Vancouver con keeps saying, "Come on, you you were at Emerald Sea. Why don't you come here?" Uh, well, because you're not real. I can think of one reason off the top of my head, and the thing is, it would be great. It would be great to do it in Matt's backyard for a change instead of mine. Yeah, uh, it would be more convenient for you, and and I would love to go up there and get some puppet practice, and you know bug some people and sell some stuff, but uh, apparently it's not real. Nope. So... Maybe it's one of those cons where you just have to believe in it. Um... Like, if you clap your hands really hard? I think that's TinkerCon. Ah, uh, yes. Or TinkerCon. I'm not sure. Alright, well that's all the mail we have. Uh, a couple of quick plugs. We have made recent guest appearances on... We're making the Whore Ourselves Out tour. Yep. Is what we're doing. We were on uh, Inside Joke with Dirk Walker, mm -hmm. talking about, I don't know, how we do stuff. And we were on the S&M Rants. Um, we got super dark. Where we got, I don't know what ended up making it in there. I haven't heard the episode yet. I know she cut some stuff, I hope. Or we're going to lose what few listeners we have. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're making the rounds, and those shows are out there, and you should check them out. And mm -hmm. if you like them, you should listen to the ones that we're not on. Yeah. And that's all. Joke's really good. Dirk's it a is. It's a really good. It's a I, really good show. I feel like I talked way too much during that appearance, but apparently Dirk has a really nice sort of casual, you know, prod the guests and let them go mm -hmm. approach. Yeah. So I don't feel so bad about that now. Yeah. No, it's mostly you know him talking to his friends. Right. Which, but um, since I don't know any of them, it's still like really interesting. He asks good questions and gets them going in a good uh, yeah. in a good direction. Fantastic. It was uh, fun doing it too. Yeah, it was. I really enjoy him. All right, so Flunk, thank you, and we're going to stop talking now. All right. That went really well. This installment of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast featured Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Mark Bosco, Duncan Bosco, Chris Coleman, Joe Keenley, Kimberly Lajeunesse, and Sabrina Snyder. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham and Gav Brown. Visit SarcasticVoyage.com for show notes, alternate file formats, and related merchandise. Listener feedback can be sent to podcast at Algar.com or to the show's voicemail, 206-973-3982. The Sarcastic Voyage podcast is a trademark of Algar Productions, copyright 2012. Captain's Log. Stardate 34782. Khan lies defeated, and the greatest friend I have ever known lies dead. Now all that is left is one final piece of business. Bones, what's wrong with you? It's that damn earworm Khan gave him. I can't get it out of there. We have to try. Only way I know to kill an earworm, Jim, but the cure might be worse than the disease.
We have to try. All right, hit it, Nurse Chapel. Oh, really? You couldn't pick a better song. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a disjunct. Simply having a werewolf Christmas time. <laughs>